This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Welcome to the My Own Man Said Podcast. It's something for the weekend time. Slightly different this week. Joining me now is Mr. Chris Bud. Welcome. Hello, sir. How you doing? All right. We've kind of recorded this already. Uh, last season, we, for the Forest game, I think you, Chris, appeared on uh, the red side of the Trent uh, Nottingham Forest uh, podcast. So we did it again this season. So we are joined by Adam from the red side of the Trent podcast. So we'll cut to that in a minute. So uh, we will get to that uh, very shortly. The only real thing to mention at this point is Alex Moreno is back in training for real. He is, which is good news. I don't know uh, how far they're down the line in terms of being involved in matchday squads uh, he's at, but I would imagine international break before we see him potentially play in any shape or form. Yeah, they put him on the bench, didn't they, in Warsaw? And I remember we saw him doing a bit of running after the game, but then he just wasn't seen again. So maybe they tried to push him back a little bit earlier than planned. And they'll, I'd imagine now they'll be conscious to not rush him, but we might see him on the bench. You certainly won't see him start for start for a while. And I imagine you might even try and get him some minutes in the 23s. Yeah, it'll be after the international break if I'm uh, a betting man. Before we get into the meat and gravy of the show for the 23-24 season, my old man said, is sponsored by Green King Sport, where football is more than a game. Green King Sports venues are showing every televised filler fixture over the course of the season, so instead of turning to the internet for a dodgy stream, get your mates together and get down to your local Green King pub and get closer to the action. This season, Green King has launched the Green King Sport Instagram page, which will be home to fan content deals and competitions throughout the season. They've already given away Champions League final tickets and signed shirts, so you don't want to miss out. Drop them a follow on Instagram, and you won't just be the first to know about all this. You'll be helping out, my old man said. Right, anything else to say before we move into uh, the main part of the show? Well, uns- unsurprisingly, obviously, uh, Unai Emery got it nominated for the Manager of the Month award, which isn't a huge surprise after Villa's April endeavours. It's his birthday as we record this. It's the same same day as Phil Shaw's birthday. So happy birthday to Phil Shaw and Unai Emery. Right. I was harsh through the whole recording. If Forrest win, oh, God, God. (laughs) 
<laughs> so we go straight into the threat room and, and talking more about Forest because, to be honest with you, Forest are a type of team where it's actually good to get somebody who support them, who knows them a bit more from the inside because, I don't know, they've got a bit of an identity crisis in terms of what they are. Rose up from the championship through the playoffs and then just went crazy and bought in about 23 players and then this is the second season and there's you know second season syndrome when you've bought that many players i don't know yeah and they've got rid of a load as well yeah so you're still finding your identity so let's see what adam has to say right joining us to get into the supposed threats of nottingham forest time for uh, the threat room joining us is adam wicklow we've spoken before haven't we we spoke last season yeah we did mate um thanks for having us again david and chris not not a problem we 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 spoke when villa were i don't know how you describe villa but it was a different beast i I mean it wasn't a beast we're a beast now (laughs) (laughs) and we're a very tame cat as opposed to a roaring lion at that point yeah steven gerald doesn't quite manage how he played that's what i will say on that (laughs) No, he does not. <laughs> and now, it, now, it, they're, now they're playing in front of about 700 people in, in Saudi Arabia for ridiculous money. <laughs> but like, I think they're getting more people, people at like Newcastle Town in the eighth tier of non-league football, which is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. They're going over there early because obviously the World Cup's going to be there. It's guaranteed. It's all stitched up. 2034, so they're making sure they've got the best real estate and the golden tickets for every game. It's uh, it's horrible how that how it's just evolving without resistance. I mean, the fact that the World Cup before has got three continents hosting it just to squeeze them all out of the picture, so there's nobody uh, competing against the Saudis is. Uh... Are Villa Park part of the Euros? Yes. Yeah. I thought be. you were going to say, uh, is Villa Park part of the PIF fund? <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Yeah. I was going to say that that would be uh, a bit of a crime if they were if they weren't a host stadium for the tournament because the north stand will be built for that or rebuilt should I say this is I mean we were waiting for that confirmation just because that would crystallize uh, the fact that it would be uh, rebuilt because actually it's been put back a couple of seasons now from when it was originally promised macroeconomic factors haven't helped but there's a lot of infrastructure like the train station needs a complete revamp and dealing with the train authorities is uh, I mean it, that's the you know it's, it's a serious <laughs> bureaucratical problem it's thankless but at least with this it's you've, you've got the golden ticket to basically say do what you're told because it's you know coming from government level but yeah the villa park should be up to around fifty-two thousand then nice so it should be a, a better better spectacle for all it's a good job you're not visiting villa park this coming weekend because you you'd get slaughtered it's <laughs> it's 12 home wins on the trot it's it's merciless and coming up soon will be arsenal and manchester city so that'll be the stress test of are we actually really good or have we just been playing a bunch of crap teams <laughs> <laughs> we're, in, we're, we're included in that 12 game <laughs> run <laughs> well you might you might uh, get etched into a statue if it uh, if it goes past arsenal and manchester city but anyway talk to me about forest because i'm looking at forest and and i i can't tell the difference from this season and last season i'm looking at your home form you're unbeaten but then when you examine it a bit closely you've beaten sheffield united but then you've drawn against brentford luton and burnley which you would have probably been uh, 
eyeing up for a win. And I, I watched the Luton game and you should have been three or four nil up before they even woke up in that. And I can't believe they actually scored two goals because they, they were useless against Villa. I mean, they were scared of Villa. They, they just parked the bus. Mm. But uh, what's, what's the difference this season and last season? Is there a difference? So home form's been a strange one because, yeah, like you say, you look at them them three fixtures you just mentioned that we drew, we drew all them games. They, they should be like three points mark next to them, really. Yeah. The the Burnley game, I think we they bored us to death in, in that game, <laughs> um, passing it between James Trafford and and Shea at the centre half and um, whoever else they got at centre half. I, I don't, I can't remember, but um, we put in a load of new players in that game and kind of we're trying a new style of trying to actually play football this season at home where we actually have a bit of possession rather than sit back and try and beat teams on the counter-attack. So those sort of teething problems have happened. The, the Burnley game I can kind of forgive and then the Brentford game, getting a player sent off in a game which was quite poised in for us to win was a bit rubbish. And actually when we went down to 10 and conceded straight away from the free kick and then equalised, we actually looked like the team that could nick a winner until maybe the last 10 minutes where Brentford actually realised they'd had, had a man, man extra and kind of pinned us back a bit. The Luton game, I mean, like you say, you've seen it, we should have been 4-5 nil up. And then I'd, the, the the gift that keeps on giving, which is Nottingham <laughs> Forest, where we give one and then it was always going to come once we gave one because the body language of the players just completely changed and we made unnecessary changes when we went to Nilop, rather than going for the th- third and maybe fourth, we decided to go defensive and that allowed Luton to have a bit of a sniff and possibly the worst taken set piece I've ever seen in my life ends up getting to their striker who scores for the first and then the second yeah. captain gets bullied and and, he, and Adebayo has a free hit a free hit goal he can't really miss to be honest if he missed I'd have been fuming if I was a Luton fan but yeah, it's just it's unacceptable, really, from a Forest perspective, in my eyes. But I mean, looking at Forest, I mean, it, it seems to be a lot of a mishmash of starting lineups. I mean, you compare it to Villa. Villa have had eight players start every game so far, and then uh, Pau Torres, who has started nine, came on as a sub in the tenth, and then Ma- uh, Martinez is another player that hasn't made all ten, but he's played nine. So you pretty much you've got 10 who are guaranteed to play and it's been consistent and they know each other. They've been playing every game. Well, you look at Forrest and it's just Matt Turner has played every game. Sorry, started every game. And uh, Gibbs White has played nine and then came on as a sub. And, and that's the only two players that have played every, in every game. There's yeah. three players that have played nine. And then after that, it's a real mishmash. So what, what's that down to? Is that like, have you got like a heinous injury crisis? Uh, is there a lot of changing of... Uh, personnel yeah we've had a few injuries I think adapting styles I mean you look at the away games we've played we've played Chelsea Liverpool Man United Man City and Arsenal already so I think like the the changing in terms of having to play on the counter-attack and kind of play deep against them sort of sides away and then at home change it so we can play a back four or whatever that's probably been one factor. Another has been uh, injuries. Another one has been we we did a lot of our business at the end of the window. So then we've been trying to get them players into our system and in our squad. So I think that's probably what it's been down to a lot of. But yeah, injuries, we're up front, as I, as I said to Chris on our show, is we've just been completely hit 
all at the same time, it seems. Yeah, because it's almost like looking at the the record of the players so far, like Villa and Forest. It's just it's like looking at the tea leaves, and you and you can see why perhaps Forest have struggled, and you can see why Villa are actually on a run and yeah. where they are at the moment. It's funny because last season when we went on a run, it, it, it's it's exactly what you're saying, David. It's where where you had a consistent team, you, you kind of knew what Cooper was going to pick each week, and you knew what was going to work. Whereas this season, it has been a little. Bit of a mismatch uh, I, I do think it will come eventually it's probably not this weekend in terms of, of a consistent lineup. I wouldn't even expect Matt Turner to start this weekend because he's an absolute horror show against Liverpool if you've seen the highlights and I mean he didn't really yeah. do himself that in Brentford he, he, he showed some moments the goal he let in against Brentford was poor and he had some real scary moments in terms of playing playing with the ball at his feet yeah sounds like he needs to start uh, this weekend <laughs> well i think i think uh, i would be honestly shocked i'd, I'd give him one more game give him one more game and he can nah, drop nah, it nah, nah. <laughs> vladimir has got to come in now i mean he had a, he had an absolute world in in the international break against holland so he he's got to come in now i mean the blokes played champions league football for crying out loud last season in the what happened final. to your uh, loan buddy from last season who navas yeah navas oh he's crap he's overrated <laughs> Well, yeah. Honestly, I well, could play in goal for Real Madrid and PSG. He's not that good. When I watched Forest, you know, in key moments, because you, you know, I was rooting for them to stay up because I know a few Forest fans, and you know, he had his moments. I could never believe how he survived. You know, he actually went to Real Madrid just on the back of a few World Cup games. He's so small for a goalkeeper, you know. Yeah, like, but he's he, tiny. He, was, he did. All, he, he helped Forest, I would say. He's he's a good shot stopper, like Navas. Um, there's a reason he's not played. He's not been in the Premier League for anyone else. Yeah, that's all I'll say. Where's the Where's the bar set for Forest? If obviously last year clearly the goal was you know stay up and you achieve that and gave it a really good go, you know, and obviously some of those you know, games towards the end of the season where you got those big results at home. Where would the bar be set for Forest? Would it be the same again? And push on a little bit, or is or is the expectation of the fan base that little I, I bit think more? For now? me, I, I like to be a realist in terms of let's get to a certain amount of points to to ensure our safety. That's the first and foremost. Like anything, you looking at yeah. anything else, you you. I, I just think you're a bit deluded in all honesty because it's the second season back. I think that what's happened is because of early results and and early like progression in terms of we got a result at Chelsea. I mean, our away form last season was so horrendous, and then we go and beat one of the bigger sides in the league away from home, and then you go and then you sign a bloke from PSV for thirty million, and you sign someone like Callum Hudson Odoi. Yeah. And and Anthony Alanga, you kind of go well, and then like you kind of your your expectations rise a little bit. For me, I think get get safe first and foremost, and then and then just accumulate as many points as we can. If we finished fourteenth, it's still progression in my eyes. Um, there's been a lot of talk about how yeah. Brighton finished between fifteenth and seventeenth for three or four seasons before they got into where they are. I, I kind of like don't mind that sort of progression if that's how it's going to happen, but the owners put in a lot of money. So it's kind of going to happen a bit quicker, you'd like to think, if if, if we do stay up and, and carry on because he's just, he, he's, he's splashing the money. <laughs> a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend, but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. In terms of the, the money that you've you've spent, what's been the best uh, spend so far, in your opinion? Like in the last season or two? Well, since you've been up. I think early doors um, last season... I mean that's a tricky one. You, you've got to say Morgan Gibbs White because of how much of an influence he was on yeah. uh, for each game. Because even if he's not that creative, he he yeah. runs and runs and runs. And and if he if he's not going to create anything, he still does his defensive duties, which is unusual for a player that you'd consider maybe more of a luxury player. He he his his work ethic is is really good this season. Because I mean, he hasn't he hasn't added any goals this season. I mean, he's got one assist, hasn't he? No, but... he's. He, I think I think he'll be frustrated himself with that, and I I don't think that's a fault of his own and, and a lack of effort. He's having to play out wide, which is definitely not suited to him because uh, we want to play three in the right. middle. So then he's having to play shoehorned out wide rather than play behind the striker. Um, hopefully that will change at some point because we we need to see him. In, in the number 10 role, that's where he's best suited. Um, but for this season, Murillo at centre-half, I know he gave a goal away on, on, on Sunday against Liverpool, but for a centre-half who's played like 30 games in his life, he looks one hell of a player. Like He's, yeah. he's a fun centre-half. Um, he might, he might try and take <laughs> on half your team on Sunday and then God knows what happens. But yeah, he's, he's, he's exciting. And what, what about your Nigerian uh, double act? What, a one-year... And uh, yeah, I, I said that just to get the pronunciations out of you. <laughs> Tyra Wunyi. I mean, who's the other Nigerian double act? Oliena at left back. Yeah, Oliena, yeah. They've started six games each. I mean, Oliwini has come. Well, he's your main uh, headlight, apart from Chris Wood's three goals this season. He's also scored three couple of assists as well. Yeah, Wunyi had a really, really good start to the season. Like the back end of last season, he'd scored, I think, it was seven or eight games in a row. And then this season he carried that on, and he was almost he was getting closer and closer to the record for for Vardy, um, but then didn't quite get there because he had a blank against Chelsea. Right. But he start, started the season incredibly well, and then he had a um, he picked up a knock. I can't remember who against. Might have been Brentford or Burnley. And then he's he's only just coming back from injury. I wouldn't expect him to start on Sunday. I'd be very very surprised if we do because that will. Be a big risk of him breaking down again. Personally, so, I, so he I, didn't. I, he didn't play against Luton or Liverpool. He came on against Liverpool for the last oh, twenty right. minutes, but I'd be shocked if he started purely because he's just coming back. I, I'd rather him come on for the last half an hour, maybe even just come on for a half, if if yeah. anything. Because I, we need we need him so much. He he's so pivotal to how we play. He's not the technically the best player, but he's just a nuisance. So what's like Chris Wood's role in this team? I mean, he's he's only started twice this season, but I mean, he did a well. He he should have had a hat trick against Luton. He should have had a five. Yeah, um, <laughs> he he's injured as well now. Is he, he? Got, All right, he, okay. Did, like I think right. maybe the day before, I think like just before the lineups got announced against Liverpool, it was it was found that he, he's now injured for four weeks. So he was 
he was our backup striker. Now he's injured. Divock Origi is injured. Um, so yeah, our strike force is like down to its bare bones, uh, unfortunately. Right. But yeah, Chris, Chris, Chris Wood, I thought was good against Luton. Like, he, like I said, he should have scored five, but the two goals he scored, he took really well. Yeah, because he, he is another option. I mean, that's something Villa don't have. Villa, are like, like they've got the a system down pat, and it's uh, it's pretty destructive. I mean, we we scored alongside Newcastle the most goals this season, but we don't have variation an attack I don't think and like at least Chris Wood kind of gives you the 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 archetypal big man uh, approach but if he's not playing it's kind of irrelevant do you, do you have a Duran Duran song for John Duran that's gotta be something sure you hear yeah. murmurings of it but he needs to do a bit more to get it it's been you know, two or three uh, variations adopted, but, but he's he's somebody who he started to raw. score goals and, and take goals really well and he thought oh hang on a minute here's uh, the new Ben Teke and then he's had some kind of ambiguous knock allegedly and we don't know if there's a wasn't it a toe, a toe infection yeah. apparently whatever that even <laughs> is deleted everything on his Instagram any reference to Villa and so some supporters were were kind of getting a bit suspicious about that but you know he's a teenager still so uh, we'll see but he's had some good moments this year to be fair to me you know, he, had a, he had a scored a, you know, a really good goal and should have had two in in European Warsaw and then he obviously scored that absolutely incredible goal against against Palace which sort of made everybody you know raise an yeah. eyebrow and go oh hello I think, I think when you look at Villa you can't it's, it can't be boring to watch you guys I think you've had the most goals in, no. in the league <laughs> so far I think you've scored like 26 and let in 14 I mean obviously a third of that was against Newcastle so yeah it, I mean it, we, we've got a really good goal difference yet we've been beaten 3-0 by Liverpool like you were and 5-1 by Newcastle but I'd like to play Newcastle again at Villa Park put it that way yeah that'll be uh, a, a good game that will I mean yeah I said to Chris well, I watched you against Brighton and I was so impressed I mean I thought I thought Brighton were brave to shuck in the young lad in central midfield against Douglas Luiz, John McGinn and, and Kamara, I think it was. And, yeah. and he got eaten alive, unfortunately, the young lad. But to, to, to Villa's benefit, obviously, sticking six past Brighton. I'm not sure, I don't think many teams will do that this season, if, if at all, again this season. So credit to you guys for, for the game plan, really. I, I'm, I'm really impressed by Emery. I'm intrigued to, for when we visit Spurs, which is coming up just after the international break. That that will be. We'll start to get a. We'll, we'll start to play teams uh, above us in the top four. So we'll see exactly uh, where we're at. But I don't think we have any fear now. We're just uh, kind of a relentless machine. I mean, the thing with Emery is. Yeah. Once he gets all the players organised, I mean, you see it in Spain where they're like, you know, when he's Valencia, Villarreal, uh, Sevilla, where where they take care of it pretty much all the teams below them and they'll always be fifths, you know, fourth to sixth. But can we kick on and start beating the teams above them, which he, he didn't really do in Spain just because, you know, those the, the Madrids and Barcelona and if, uh, Athletic uh, Madrid are, are powerhouses. It's a, it's a different ball game. But we'll see. What do you think the the approach of Forest will be Sunday? Obviously, do you think the impetus will be on them from sort of the fans' point of view that they'll want the team to I, go I and think, attack? I them? think that that will change purely because of the options we've got. I mean, the, I've seen so many people yeah. put like their teams up and they're all putting a one year in, and I'm thinking it, it's a recipe for disaster purely because of a fitness point of view. Like I said, I'd, I'd look to bring him on if it's still tight, if it's still like nil nil or one one somehow with half an hour to go you chuck him on because half an hour to go is actually like another it's like 45 minutes in it really with the with the added on time yeah. nowadays so i think for, for forest we've got like chris alluded to on our podcast so 
I think we've got a pack midfield and make it really difficult and kind of force you to go out wide and maybe try and cross the ball in a bit more and, and kind of get us get down the sides because we're normally quite we're okay when 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 that happens. Like we seem to be we seem to defend not too bad if we're getting making teams go outside of us rather than through the middle of us. So I think that's what we'll have to do. I can't imagine us pressing really really high. I think there'll be after, we'll have to have like trigger points in terms of like if there's a certain like thing that maybe Kamara or Louise do where it, it initiates that and then we can kind of pounce because we've got people who can win the ball back high up and, and, and do that. It's just a matter of putting it, that plan into action, isn't You've it? You've still got pace up front, haven't you? We've got a langer, but I mean, mm. I, I wouldn't play him down the middle. I mean, against Liverpool, he got caught off three offside, like offside three times within about twenty minutes. I mean, it, it, his runs were awful, <laughs> to say the least. And then one, one, right? What teams tend to do against us if they've got their thinking caps on is used to be they'd, they'd attack cash down the right, but now they're if they've got a bit of pace about them, they they kind of go down their right hand side or left to have a go at Torres and uh, Luca Dean. Yeah, I mean, I'd lo- I'd rather see Alanga out wide. I mean, it would be a it'd be a bloody good game against Cash because Cash isn't a slouch by any means, and he and he's and he likes a tackle and he's physical, so yeah. that'd be good. And, uh, and Alanga doesn't shy away from that, he which does. is good to see in a, in a winger because we had that with Brendan Johnson where someone would put a foot in on him and he didn't he didn't enjoy that. So that would be a good battle. It's just whether we do that, because like I say, Defo- how much do um, how much do Forrest miss? Obviously Johnson. I miss him in terms of because he 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 was always fit, so he'd always play. I miss him in that sense. But do I do I miss him in terms of what he can do? Yes and no. I mean, he had, he had moments last season. I wouldn't say he was winning games like on in in terms of individual brilliance sort of thing. He wouldn't pick the ball up and run past right. people or anything. It, it was very much he had to be involved in the team's play. Whereas Alanga this season's already got four goal Im- involvements this year and he's yeah. not started a great deal and he's barely played. So, you know, the thing is we we, we had to take that deal. It was yeah. such a good deal to take for, for the, for the to look good on your books and also strengthen in other areas. So I miss him in terms of not being of him, of his fitness because he would play every week, but do I miss him entirely? Yes and no. It, it, it's a difficult one, but I'm one of those is that, people. Is that just that, coming to terms with him going? No, because you can't get you can't get attached to players. You can't well, get yeah. atta- you can't get attached to players these days. No one's got. It's not. I don't think it's the fact that he wanted to leave. He never pushed for the move. So I have massive respect for him in that because a lot of players would throw their tummies out of the pram when you've got someone like Tottenham Hotspurs knocking on your door and you're Nottingham Forest have had one season in the Premier League. His trajectory is insane because he was playing yeah. League One football two years ago or three years ago. He's now. only 22, isn't he? As well. Yeah. So yeah, I miss him and I don't miss him. But I, I, I'm more of a we're the hit, we're here and now kind of thing. Let's let's go on with it. I mean, Hudson Odoi for three million was an absolute steal, but we know what we're getting in yeah. for in terms of. His injury record. He's injured now, so yeah, it's it was one of them. Yeah, is it fair to say Villa may be playing you at a fairly good time then? Yeah, hundred um, percent. Because at home we've not been as good as we'd like to be, especially against the teams that we've played. Like we we got we struggled to get over the line against Sheffield United, and then the other three games were very much winnable, and we we made a a meal of every single one by only getting a point so yeah and, and Villa are absolutely flying so this is probably the perfect game to like really get their away form going I know you beat Chelsea and Burnley but I mean like really get it going because obviously yeah. you, had that, you had that result against Alkmaar last week as well so yeah uh, 
I'm terrified to be honest. <laughs> we, we do we do look clinical to be I honest just, at the moment. Just hopefully Murillo will oof Ollie Watkins into the trend or something. That's our only hope, I think. <laughs> Got to get near him first, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Villa are only uh, like a in- major injury away because we've got four, like what you could class as starters injured, which has made it difficult for us to balance both the Europa League and the Premier League in terms of where we want to be in both of them. But, mm. you know, if we lose at Watkins or Martinez, then uh, I think that the whole Champions League mission takes a, a major jolt to it. So don't know fouling Watkins. <laughs> he, he seems quite like a robust kind of player, though. In in, in all honesty, like he's very rarely injured. So yeah, that, I mean he, that's, that was one of the factors why we bought him. That was one of the the first things they said. Dean Smith said was like you look back at his three seasons at Brentford and he's pretty much like missed one game. And of course, when he came to Villa, he got injured, but uh, <laughs> it, it wasn't a long thing. Who doesn't think? Him, 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 him and Callum Wilson are having a right good scrap for that second striker spot for England behind Kane. Um, but I would probably edge it to Watkins in term, just because of his his output as an assist as an assist and he can play out wide if you ever needed him to for England yeah. I mean problem is be- though he's uh, England always get involved in penalty shootouts and he's absolutely useless at penalties he's like 50, <laughs> 50% that's why Douglas Louise took over the job yeah which fair. is a shame because you want your striker to add three or four penalties to his tally every season. So he's he's kind of handicapped in that respect in terms of the the twenty goal target in the mm. season. They're all going to have to come from open play. Fair, right? Uh, we like to finish off with the mum's pulls panel results. Chris, what are you going for first? Home win, away win, score away draw, win. scoreless draw. Yeah, it's got to be an away win this one. I said draw on our pod, so I'll have oh. to stick to that. Um, <laughs> I, lo- I love tribalism. I love how delusion creeps <laughs> But then again, you know, you've, but, you've got to believe in something, haven't you? But I also said that I back us against anyone at the city ground because it's just a weird place to come for other teams. True. I think we just kind of like the, the the atmosphere there kind of gets the team going. And, and I said to Chris, you're the first big side that are coming to us this season. And hopefully that kind of gives the supporters a kick up the arse to get the team over the line, either by getting a point or somehow getting a win. I mean, that would be a coupon buster, I think, if Forrest beat Villa on Sunday. Coupon I think it's a, it's a strange <laughs> one because, of course, some of the, Forrest had some of those home games, didn't they, towards the end of the season where they were massive, massive must-win games and you got the results and they were felt like big occasions. This one doesn't necessarily feel like a big occasion because I look at the teams beneath you and I think Forrest are going to be all right this year because the three who came up are such dog shit teams that you're going to be fine <laughs> or you're going to have a you're going to have a buffer. The the, the the thing that I do love about us is because of last season and how robust we were towards it and we can play the dark arts of football mm-hmm. I kind of give us that I always give us that chance because we know how to do it whereas Burnley have come up to try and play rock and roll football and that's all they've Which got so naive they can't do it they can't do it any other way company's too stubborn so yeah but whereas like like Luton of that the only team that out of the three of them have got a reasonable chance I know they were crap at your place and to be fair they were shit at our place for the till the last 10 minutes so stay in the game though but they? they've, yeah, they've got a, they've got a, they've got a real fighting chance. So that's yeah, I didn't I, I didn't know if Burnley were like kind of learning on the job, and they might come stronger in the second half as long as they're not like cut adrift in that bottom three. 
But that's why when I looked, you know, looking at Forest's results, and I thought, yeah, you could have done with uh, winning at least one or two more of those home games. Yeah, hundred percent. But then again, a lot of your away games have been against teams you expected, you know, not a lot from. You've some of the big boys or traditional big boys, shall, shall we say? Yeah, There's we a should new have order beat, now. We should have beat Palace away, but that's one of them. Yeah. So no, I mean, I'm going for a, a, an away win. I just have to nowadays, just from uh, watching this Emery machine <laughs> in action, chewing up teams. But that said, Forest is one of the legitimate home atmospheres that if the crowd get drawn into it, then it becomes harder than most grounds. Yeah. Would this, is this a potential banana skin for, for Villa? Or is it yeah, not you because they're not full so. strength? It's a banana skin because you'd expect to win it. So in that sense, yeah, if you're going anywhere where you expect to win, you can slip up. I would say this is a rare week where we haven't played European football midweek. I mean, we've done reasonably well after European games, to be honest, so far. I mean, we beat Chelsea. We drew against Wolves, which for us is a good result at the Molyneux because we've lost five of the last six visits there. And Wolves are probably the example of how Forrest should approach this, I think. Yeah, then, then we beat Luton at a canter. I mean, that was that was kind of embarrassing. It, it just turned into a whole ten sing along because the game was done and dusted as a contest. But no, in terms of Forest, yeah, it's it, I think because they haven't got an established team, I don't know how much like the injury situation impacts. It's not like, for example, as as I've said, we've got ten players that are pretty much set in stone. If we lost two or three of them, then you're kind of losing like the the mechanics of the team while Forrest are still yet to be def- you know, have their defined kind of first eleven this mm. season anyway. That makes them still that kind of an unpredictable threat. And that's also something it's hard f- I would say for Emery to maybe plan against Forrest because your first eleven and but perhaps formation isn't actually set in stone, is it? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree with that. So <laughs> your your guess is as good as mine for Sunday about our team. <laughs> I know well, yeah, I probably exactly. I probably know the first maybe like eight, and then like that's when it starts to get a bit blurry. To be honest, in terms of how we approach it, I, I've had some mad ideas on our podcast of how I'd like us to go, um, but I, I've saved them for that. For that, to be honest. Okay. Well, with that said. Uh... Good luck. You might need it against uh, this Emery machine. Oh, yeah, no, I know. I, Beyond I'm gonna... this game, I mean, I always uh, have a soft spot for Forrest. So, uh, but yeah. as Chris said, it, it, it looks I good this season. This I mean, year. unless you're ridiculously complacent and the other teams get their act together, you should really stay in this league. And I would say a bit earlier, then you can actually be a bit more, uh, let's say, progressive in terms of, right, let's get serious next season and uh, start to uh, impose ourselves a bit more. Hopefully. Because at the moment, Forest is a bit like, it's a fairground ride, isn't it? I would imagine as a supporter. Part of me is like drawing similarities to how Crystal Palace were last season where they've got the players and they've got the talent. It's just someone needs to take get it out of them, whether that's Cooper or someone else, I don't know. But hopefully it is Cooper because I do enjoy, I've, I've I've enjoyed his time with us, so I'd like yeah. him to, to progress with us rather than we progress without him, to be honest, because it's, it's a nice story in that sense. Yeah, yeah there's not enough of those uh, around. Hmm. Right, until the main show when we'll, we'll uh, be picking through, hopefully, the corpse of Forrest <laughs> and, doing, <laughs> and doing the autopsy on the game. It's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from them. Goodbye. Goodbye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.